1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots
2: today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast
0: Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Up. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lavery. I'd like to thank you guys all for tuning in, uh, checking out uh, our show, and um, just uh, happy to have you all with us. Uh, Before we get to tonight's guest, I wanted to go through a couple of quick housekeeping things. Uh, First and foremost, I want to remind everybody about our uh, PNF Open, the first Paddle and Fin tournament of this year. will be happening down on Dale Hollow Lake um April 2nd and 3rd. you can find the information uh on tourney X or on the panel and Finn website you can see that for those of uh, who are watching on YouTube uh, you can see that up on the screen uh, just go on there and check it out there's uh um, accommodations there the awesome people at Eastport marina uh, are gonna you know have lodging there available for everyone all sorts of different kinds of lodging we have camping and houseboats and uh, cabins uh, all just Beautiful, beautiful location, awesome food. You know, just that they put us up last time, and uh, it was an amazing event. So, uh, hope you can all can join us. I actually just confirmed with Brian that I'm gonna make it this year. So I'm happy to uh, get to meet anybody who shows up down there, and um, you know, you know, catch up with y'all, and um, uh, go from there. So uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick is the fantasy kayak fishing uh, that we're also doing through. Uh, paddle and finn you can find that on the paddle and finn website as well under uh, paddle and fantasy uh there you can um you know draft your own fantasy team and compete with everybody else and uh you're probably kicking my team's butt because i'm not doing as good this year uh the the changing up team uh people every week has kind of thrown me for a loop uh but uh I'm, I'm i'm working my way up the standings uh still closer to the bottom than i am to the top but uh it's still a lot of fun, so it's it's free to enter, and um, so be sure to go on and check that out as well. Um, both fun things that uh, we're doing here on Pal and Finn, and uh just want to invite everybody to definitely stop and check those things out. So that's all the housekeeping stuff for tonight. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce tonight's guest, Mr. C- Chris Stifka from the Mindset Podcast. Did I say that right? Yeah. How are you doing, Chris? Yes.
2: Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great just sitting here in a hotel in
3: Wisconsin. <laughs> Living the life, man. Uh, it's somewhat. <laughs> How far away from home is that for you? Uh, two hours. Not it's bad. Not, that's not too bad. No. No.
2: I drive up here on the weekend to fish. So it's not that
3: bad. So why don't you tell the folks why you are in Wisconsin at the
2: moment? Uh, I am in Wisconsin for the Wisconsin Fishing Show. Well, the Mad- it's called the Madison Fishing Expo. Uh, here, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this, uh, trying to get people in kayaks.
3: Yeah. 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 So how's the turnout been? Has it been pretty good up
2: there? Uh, Friday was a little slow today. It was, it was really busy, but towards the end, it really died off. Okay. But I mean, it's, it's like a normal show season. Doesn't feel like anything's different.
3: Okay. Okay, and uh, how how big of a show is that? Is that like one of the premier shows in Wisconsin? Or?
2: Yeah, right next to uh, Canoe Copia, which is an all-kayak oh. fishing show. But, yeah, this is like the big, big show.
3: Okay. I've I've heard about Canoe Copia before, so yeah. I've always wanted to – someday I'll make it up there and check it out. Uh, that's yeah. a little bit of a hike for me, though. Not Definitely not yeah. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't been at Canoe Copia. Don't worry. so um how is everything going with you man i know um you know how long have you been with pal and finn now how long has this mindset been happening
2: it's it hasn't even been a year i want to say it's been about nine months closing in on a year okay though because i believe i had my first one come out uh had to be in end of may or beginning of june
3: Okay. It was my
2: very first episode.
3: Okay. It's been going good though. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, I've been listening to your podcast. I I mean, I can tell, uh, you know, you definitely feel more, sound like you're more comfortable than you were in the beginning. So definitely, definitely more comfortable now than I was in the beginning. Cool to see you getting that confidence. And, uh, you know, not that you lacked it, you know, when you started, but I can definitely, no, but
2: there's definitely, there's definitely a learning curve, you know. Even when you talk to people about fishing every day, it's still, it's always different. You always have to learn.
3: Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and it's a, it, it's definitely, there's some intimidation there at first. I, I know I felt it. And yeah. uh, there's definitely still times I feel it, depending on who I'm talking to. But Yeah, uh, exactly. You got to get over the fact that you're talking, you know,
2: you're talking to people who love fishing at the end of the day, and whether they're a tournament pro or a guy just like you, who's just getting started.
3: Right, right. Yep. Yeah, and but and that's that's one of the coolest things I think about our community is that those guys who have been doing it forever or or you know, kind of the top of the sport, uh, for them to take the time to talk to someone like me, uh, you know, um, I'm I'm working my way through things and you know definitely not as a, a noob as I once was, but uh, still no know, super happy that's a, to. That's <laughs> why your
2: tagline is graduated. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: But uh, no, no, but I I still, you know, love the fact that people take the the time out of their busy schedules to talk to me, so. Yeah,
2: same here. I appreciate
3: every single one of my guests, too, man. It's, you know,
2: it's amazing to see how many people are willing to go on here and just talk fishing with you.
3: Yep, yep, yeah, and, you know, just meeting people and having people reach out and just tell me their stories, too, you know, makes a world of difference, but. So um what's uh what's on your schedule for this year? I know uh you know you're trying to work your way up through the ranks of kayak fishing as well.
2: I'm still deciding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm still stuck between taking that leap to the national side or staying local like the local trail that I fished this uh this well, not this past year, but years before, before Paddle and Finn had their trail series. uh, They're here at the show, so I've been talking to them. They're kind of talking me into staying there. (laughs) And they have a lot of good things going on from there, a lot of good things where even even if you stay local, you can still qualify for national championships and stuff like that. Right. Through them, so they're kind of talking me into it, but I'm still kind of on the fence. It's really going to depend – I'm giving myself to about April first to kind of see where I'm at with everything, okay. and how the kayak set up, and then kind of I want to come out at that deal event and kind of make a decision then.
3: Okay, well that'll be a good warm up for you and a good. Uh, well, I
2: yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna actually do the tournament. I kind of want to go out there and have that be like my vacation trip. Some, okay, per se, where I just go out there and fun fish instead. Right. Right. Of, because once I sign up for a tournament, it's a whole different, uh, it's a whole different mindset, you know. Versus... Rightfully
3: so, rightfully yeah. so. If anybody knows about that, it should be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you go into a whole different mode when, uh, when it's tournament time
2: versus going out there to have fun.
3: Yeah. No. And that's that's one of the differences between you know uh, some of those heavier, more intense uh, <clears throat> tournament anglers and myself. I. I'm more I the, the reason I do tournaments is to see the other people, you know. I you know, occasionally if I do well, awesome, but you know, I'm I'm more in it just for the camaraderie and that kind of thing and plus it gets me out on the water more. So
2: Yeah, that's why I like about the local tournaments. You see the same guys every year and you you build up a you know, you're going out there to compete against each other, but you still build up a friendship at the end of the day. And right, you learn right.
3: and, and you learn from each other. And everyone's going to help everybody out. Speaking of friends, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my old co-host, Ryan. He uh, messaged me today. Uh, he uh, fished a tournament down in Tennessee, took third, and he had uh, his PB Smalley, a 20-inch beautiful fish. Um, and uh, nice. I told him I would uh, give him a shout out on the show. So everybody, if you know Absolutely. Ryan, reach out to him and tell him congrats on his PB Smalley and, you know, awesome fish, brother. So, yeah man I,
2: i'm still waiting for my 20 at least my confirmed 20 i believe i've caught them before in the past 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 years but it's never been a confirmed on the board 20. yeah my biggest yeah. has been an 18 and a half
3: okay that was my biggest for a, quite yeah. a while until just this year and i finally caught one on the board 20 and a quarter so i know you
2: once you put them on the board you realize like how big a 20 and an 18 really is right. versus what you kind of think it is when you're just
3: eyeballing it. And I know I was going to ask you a couple of the, you know, some things you're going to focus on this year. And one of the things that I want to start doing is carrying a scale with me because I want to get weights on some of these fish as well. Yeah, I
2: kind of I kind of can- want to do the same thing. I was looking at the connect scale because it, it you can streamline it to your phone and okay. you, can, you can add notes to it okay you know i know you're a big guy i know what i want to be that's one of the things i want to do this year absolutely kind of keep yeah, like we'll, a little journal
3: i'm gonna make a note of that maybe we can <laughs> put a link to that in the notes here connects yeah. um yeah because I, I i have friends um that might not be kayak fishermen that always talk in weights you know oh i called a, yep. a smallie that was four and a half and i'm like okay well how long is it he's like i don't know how long it was i just yeah. waited you know and so I always want to be able to, you know, compare fish with them. But I, I, up until now, I've never weighed my fish, so I usually just put them on the board. But that's definitely yeah, one thing I want to do. same here. I mean,
2: that's, like, the only big difference between boat guys and kayak guys. You know, you hear the boat guys talk about the weight, and the kayak guys are always, man, I caught this 17-incher,
3: or I lost this 17-incher. Here, both ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, sometimes I, I more often talk about the ones that got away, but no, no. But we all them. do. We all no, do. No. <laughs> right now, I'd be happy to catch anything. I am still O for the year yet, and I've been out maybe two or three times. Um, just got out on the kayak for the first time um, last weekend. Yeah, and uh, you no said bites. It was, a rough one. it was cold, and it was no bites. Um, I'm heading out tomorrow. Hopefully, going to get the skunk off me for this this year, but we'll see how it goes. So.
2: I'm still waiting on getting my boat it's more it's not new canoe's fault. It's more my fault to spend with, just a little lazy to get it. I mean we're still we still have ice, so it's not a, it's not a priority per right. se.
3: No, and we're we're just out of ice. Uh, we yeah. just had a, a freezing rainstorm on Friday. Um now today it was high of thirty six. Tomorrow it's gonna be high of fifty. So I'm hoping it's going to be at least a warm afternoon for me to fish. but Yeah. So gotta, um,
2: go ahead. I was going to say you got to try one of those hair jigs or something really, really small, man. No, I,
3: <laughs> I threw a hair jig from the shore a bunch this year already uh, without much luck. But uh, I Did really you, Have from. you
2: been putting um, – I know there's, the, there's elite guys that say to put uh, like a piece of a sinkhole on it.
3: Okay. Thread
2: that on like not necessarily as a as a trailer, but inside, so it makes it puff out more, in that way, and it also gives it the salt scent.
3: Okay. No, I'll have to give it a try because <laughs> uh, I've just been fishing it straight. You know, no nothing on it. So yeah. Um, the lake I'm going to tomorrow. I've only fished one other time and uh, was pretty slow fishing. But I just talked to a guy who was catching or catching them on jerk bites, jerk baits there last weekend so i'm hoping to maybe try that out and see yeah. how it goes but it
2: would be a slower treat for
3: a jerk bait yeah but i know a lot of a great it's a great bait for this time of year yeah. and going into spring i've been watching uh, jeff little's channel a little bit and he's been talking a lot about um dead sticking a jerk bait you know where you let it sit for quite a while so if if yeah. my patience holds out i'm going to give that a sidearm <laughs> yeah (laughs) um speaking of the uh tactics and stuff so uh this year what are you hoping to learn or you know anything you're looking to add to your arsenal or perfect or
2: um this year i definitely want to i was doing it last year i want to do more uh frog fishing okay kind of and i definitely want to learn more punching and um figuring out exactly where to punch You know, because when you have that big grass flat and it all looks the same, and you can go punching for miles and miles and just hit that one that's right. Right. Or you can fish all day and be missing them all day. So I really want to kind of dial that in. And the frog fishing, I want to dial more in on getting getting more fish to the kayak.
3: Okay. I know, um, you know, just the limited – I don't have a ton of places – Uh, around me that have that heavy mat cover or even lily pads like the lakes that i fish mostly don't have lily pads and the river doesn't have much lily pads so there's been a few places though and um, so i have uh, caught a few uh, fish on the frog and that's definitely something i know uh, i don't i've yanked (laughs) it away from uh, them a lot because yeah it
2: feels like you gotta wait
3: forever for you know they when you read about it or watch videos about it. They say to count to two, you know, and I'm like, that's hard to do.
2: yeah i was learning a, a lot last year just on the water learning for me you know i mean we can watch all the videos we want but our patience really has to be there right and, and for me i made sure that kind of it. i kind of waited to feel the weight of the fish a little bit before mm-hmm. actually towards the end of the year the beginning of the year it was i was doing the same thing i was pulling the frog away <laughs>
3: and I, the know. one thing i like about the frog is it it tends to be bigger fish that take that you know it, yeah that's what i noticed too you uh, never really get a small one right now in, in my experience anyway and and uh that's one of the cool things about the the camp that i counsel at in the summer the, the lake up there or the pond or it's not a lake it's a it's a glorified lake it's a ginormous pond but it uh it has lots of lily pads and grass and so that's one of the few places i do get to frog fish. and you know those blow-ups are you know what you know, kind of thing we live for as anglers. So yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I I like the blow ups
2: on uh poppers and and spooks just because you have six hooks they could
3: catch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a little my <laughs> hookup ratio is definitely better. But uh man when they blast that thing, even when they miss and when they knock it like a few feet in the air, it's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I seen a lot on the fog last year where They would come up, they would hit it, they'll they'll hit it with their nose, and then I would like to sit there for a second, twitch it one, two more times, and that's when they'll actually eat it. Right. Because I I read somewhere where they say a bass will first hit it to stun it, and then start looking to eat it after they hit it to stun,
3: because that's what they do when they're going after bluegills. Right, right. And uh, yeah, and watching you know the people next to me like holy cow did you see that you know yeah. so, so uh, but yeah so um, so frogging and and uh, do you say like the places you fish have more of that kind of cover or
2: it does in the summertime it gets really weedy in a, in a certain like local lake that I fish but I know like when I came up to Wisconsin that's all there was was like it was either deep grass or shallow grass. And I didn't have, like, that's one of the reasons why I started throwing the frog was because after that tournament, I was having frog blows, but I wasn't hooking up unless I threw a drop shot into the grass. That was the only time I could catch the fish. So (laughs) I went, so after that tournament, I went back and I really worked on
3: my skills with the frog rod. The nice thing about frogs is they come through near everything, you know, uh, pretty easily, uh, depending on the type of frog um I, did you do mostly hollow body frogs or you
2: yeah do... all, all my stuff is pretty much hollow body um the only time i use like the hornet toad frogs is like on a back of a buzzbait that's oh. just personal preference to me
3: okay um i'm trying to think of the one frog that i liked um uh it didn't it actually had legs instead of like the uh the you know the tassels yeah um the top toad that's what it's called did you ever throw that no, it's I, uh, it's uh, I forget who makes it, but it's it's called the top toad, and it the it has like almost like paddle legs, but it, it has actual legs with like a paddle on the back of each, almost like a foot, and it just it really does kind of kick as you pull it uh, through the yeah, water. Yeah,
2: I, I know. I've been wanting to try like the the frogs that have the it's kind of like that whopper popper backing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, it's I, supposed to be like uh, just like a hollow body frog. Kind of yeah. body
3: style, right? I
2: haven't thrown
3: it. I've always wanted to try it. <laughs> I've never thrown that kind yeah. either, though the prop frog or anything, but yeah, cool. All right. Um, and um, to, so it, the local trail that you fish is that all you know that kind of fishing, or do they do you have rivers there, <coughs> or is it mostly yeah? There?
2: Well, no, I, I fish the rivers for my smallmouth, and yeah. that's like a lot of rocky structure, but then I'm throwing like a tube or A small little finesse jig on there but i mean i've been throwing those for so long that i kind of really i have that dialed in more than i have a frog dialed in
3: that's that's kind of cool and that's one of the things i like about my local tournament trail too is that they try to split it up evenly like they'll have like three river events but then also three lake events so kind of get the best of both worlds (laughs) well this year it's going to be a lot of deep water If I go with the local trail, they're
2: going to uh, Lake Geneva, which is like a deep water lake. Fish like to sit in 20 feet of water, especially early April, the time we're going there. And then um, another one is uh, uh, just, what is it called? Sturgeon Bay. Okay. Which a lot of the touring pros normally fish there. I
3: was going to say, I think uh, Bill Schultz, (laughs) who I had on, got a lot up at Sturgeon (laughs) Bay. yes.
2: I know. I I listened to that podcast just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> I took down my notes. Cool, cool. It's I mean, there's two it's two places where seven eight pound, you know, smallmouth or large enough around here is possible.
3: Okay. You know, that's awesome. But it's also big water. Yeah, so I was it's also say. it's
2: also dangerous in a kayak. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, I was going to ask you, what What are you going to fish out of this year?
2: It'll be a new canoe pursuit. Okay. And it's I like the open deck, you know, because I do do fly fishing for fun. Oh, that's you know, cool. S- spring and fall time, I do it for muskie. I haven't connected on a musky, but I still have fun doing it. Yeah, but it'll be and the actually, pursuit, definitely.
3: And do you are you doing uh, motor or are you doing paddle? Uh, I'm
2: going to or... try to have the NK-180 on there. Okay. Okay, it's from uh, Newport vessels.
3: Yep, yep I've heard a lot about that. I've really been kind of looking <clears throat> at that too. I you know I, I don't I'm not sure I'm quite there yet with needing or wanting yeah. I know I want a motor, but uh, whether it's it's on the <clears throat> on the horizon for this year I I don't know. I, it might be uh, a next year kind of thing so
2: yeah, for me I well I like to and I always recommend getting the kayak before you put anything on it and taking it out a few times. Right. Cause then now you start to realize where you want to put things and everything else instead of throwing all your stuff on there and then realizing this, you drilled the hole and you don't even like where it's at once you right. get out on
3: the boat. Absolutely. No, I, I, you know, I feel like my, I have my outfit <coughs> set up now. Perfect. Where I can almost reach for things without looking for them. You know, I know where, where yeah. they are. And once you get to that point, it's you know when I I always think about now when I go to make a change, um, you know what that's going to do. So, um, and, and like your local trail is that uh, tournaments or uh, motors are allowed on there? Yeah. Trail? Okay. See, my yeah, local motors. trail is still mm-hmm. human powered only. So I, I have a feeling it won't be long before that gets voted on and changed, but they I'm already said for this year it's it's still human powered only.
2: Yeah, me me and Brian had to talk
3: about that that we won't do trails that are human powered only.
2: See, <laughs> <laughs> we're just too lazy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, and I, I, I'm sure once I make that switch, it's going to be tough to go back. So it
2: is hard to go back, man. I paddled a couple times last year, and it was, it was rough, well, especially know, after, uh, after the motor.
3: Yeah, well, I know uh, just. Going down to Tennessee, I'm I'm flying down, so Brian's gonna bring a <laughs> kayak for me, and I'm guessing it's gonna be a paddle kayak. So I'm like, I'm not gonna be going far because <laughs> it'll be yeah. a
2: paddle or pedal. But like when I was looking at them, uh, I had pulled it up on Google Earth. There's a lot of good structure really close by.
3: Oh yeah, no, I, I mean yeah. when I was there uh, last time, I was able to, I, I stayed you know relatively close to the marina, but. I still explored a good bit now that was with my, with the outback and pedals. But, uh, you know, I, you know, I definitely found all sorts of different, you know, kind of uh, places. There are steep bluff walls that I can yeah. get to, but there was also grass. The only thing I really didn't find was a lot of super deep stuff, but that was okay with me because that's definitely not my strength. So, yeah, I'm
2: looking more of that 10 to 12 foot range <laughs> off like the main points and everything like that. I think the furthest, the farthest I mapped out that I might go is three miles, but I, I don't even think that's really necessary. That's right. just some.
3: That's just some I was looking into because I seen it on Google Maps. The whole place when I was there uh, looked fishy to me. I was like, oh yeah, there, it, you know, there could be fish anywhere here. Yeah,
2: it's definitely a destination lake of mine and a lot of people. Cool. Even like before I knew about the turn uh, pattern fin going there. It's always something you hear about even on the boat side.
3: Oh yeah yep for sure. so well that's cool. I'm looking forward to finally getting to meet you in person. yeah <laughs> same here. <laughs> um, I know uh, one of the things that I, you mentioned that I definitely want to work on this year is uh, my you know deeper fishing and um, I, I got a new fish finder this year. I got a Garmin Echo map 93 SV so I just had, had a chance the first time to play with that <laughs> last weekend. That might have been why I didn't catch as many fish either because I was playing with my graph like, yeah, the whole time. Did,
2: does your graph still bounce up and down when you're using your pedals? I know nope.
3: I, I, had, I had that problem when I was still paddling. I was kind of curious graph about that up and down. because uh, my transducer is right behind the pedals, like it, it's right the, on because on the Hobie they have like that uh, the guardian thing where it's it kind of sits. Re- directly behind the pedals, but I've never had a problem with that for the most part, but I'm usually not, you know, really chugging along. It would, well, it would be more on side imaging than it would be down scan. Well, it drops but. down below. Um, you know, like you, it, you can raise and lower it, which oh, is nice. Cool. Yeah, so you can drop it down uh, so where you have a, like a clear view. But no, it seemed to work pretty good, so I'm excited. Um, I've gone from a Lowrance, uh 5, so I basically doubled my screen size. And I was—I had side imaging on that uh, unit as well, but it was so tiny that it was tough to make make out anything that you are seeing. So. Yeah.
2: Well, well, with that unit, because I had that unit last year, I had the 7, not the 9. But uh, I always did like 30 or 40 on the side imaging to get the best detail out of it. And I mean, for a lot of the stuff we do, we don't need that far
3: 70, 80, 90 range. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No. And that, that was one of the things I noticed as well. You know, I'm, I'm basically looking at casting. I want to, you know, something within casting distance and then, you know, I'll mark it stop and turn around and then switch to my waypoints and try and hit it that way.
2: Yeah. That's how I found a lot of the stuff on the rivers that I fished. You'll see the little rock piles on the side.
3: Now that's interesting.
2: What's the depth on your rivers usually? Uh, it can go, I've seen it as deep as 10 feet, but I mean, normally you're sitting around five, six. Okay. You know, and the banks the banks sit about three, obviously the closer you get, the shallower it gets, but
3: right. Right. That's one thing. I uh, I don't really even use my fish finder much on the river just because it is so shallow. And a lot of times you can see the structure sticking out like the ledges and stuff. You know, there's definitely a lot that's there underneath that, you know, but nine times out of ten, I fish the, – the, the part of the river I fish now, I fish so many times where I, I know where, you know, most of the structure is by heart. So Yeah.
2: I know some, some of my river, if you fish the middle of the river at, at times, like if you probably go out there right after ice out, you're going to get uh, fish in
3: the middle of the river too in that deeper structure. Right right there's definitely parts of the river that have that and um i just don't usually go down that far because that's also where the boat traffic is crazy yeah i kind of like the shallows where i know that they can't just come screaming up and run me over but
2: oh they still do it here they have their uh you know the river boats the jet boats yeah Yeah. they
3: we have those here too but for some reason in, in the little the stretch that i fish i don't see a lot of them i think they're they're further up north or you know for whatever reason i just don't see a ton of them but yeah
2: yeah i mean i i know i just seen brad has his uh he has his um his boat set up here for duck hunting. he has a mud motor on the back of that thing and i'm like that's probably one of the investments i'm gonna have this summer to run the river so i can get away from everybody else nice nice
3: I, yeah, I, I saw that he had that, and it, his setup looks pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it does. It, it's definitely catching attention here—the the blind and the and the grass that he has on there.
3: It looks like a ghillie suit almost. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that thing's catching a lot a lot of attention. Cool. And they're asking me questions, and I'm like, "You got to talk to the duck hunter, <laughs> man." I'm like, "I can't answer any fishing question you want, but." And when it comes to hunting, I, I, I know nothing. the doctor, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, um, anything else that you were like hoping to work on this year? I know you said frog fishing was the big one.
2: Um, a little bit of deeper water trying yeah. to like throw in a deeper jig. I mean, cause I know I'm going to need it this year for the tournament trail that I'm fishing or that I plan on fishing and, just all around, like really, really learning my kayak because it will be a new kayak this year. I was in a fide last year. i was switching to the new canoe this year, so it's and it's way bigger. I was in an eleven foot six. This is thirteen six.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. Um, I know. I went my the my first boat was a Tarpon one hundred, a Wilderness Systems, yeah. and I jumped to the uh, Jackson Cusa. <laughs> It was a big difference, and the the Outback was only I think nine inches longer than the Kusa, so that wasn't a huge jump, but it, it's still, you know, uh, a a different boat. Yeah. For sure. So.
2: Well, anything you know, you can get the same um, same brand and still have a boat that's totally different. Like we have four boats set up here, and each boat I can just sit there and be like, "Wow, well, i will use this one for this, this one for that." You know, you have your river boat, your full fishing
3: boat, your hunting boat. I mean, there's so many options now; it's
2: ridiculous.
3: It really is, and uh, that's one of the another thing that this year hopefully will happen is um, looking at getting a second boat. Um, I've looked at a bunch of ones. I'm, I'm anxious to see what Drew Gregory's Crescent looks like. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, we've all had him on the podcast, and he won't tell anybody. Again I know, before. right?
3: Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh,
2: i had in my out. mind and, and uh, it'll come out in a couple weeks though
3: no i heard that i heard it's very close so i actually called my local paddle sports <clears throat> shop and said hey put me on the list for this i figure worst case if i don't like it i can sell it pretty quick so
2: yeah or if you go out and paddle it because he said it's definitely going to be a paddle kayak yeah because no, I- he refuses to paddle
3: no, I know. But I, I that's one of the things is I'm hoping that it's uh you know I it it can allow me to, you know, be almost my throw and go boat. I don't know how light it's gonna be, but I know it's probably gonna that's, be light. I already have mine picked out
2: after yeah. the show. Oh the yeah. Show, it's gonna be the Flint. It's eleven three, it's only
3: sixty-five pounds.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um I I was looking at uh we had the Harrisburg uh Sportsman or Sports and Outdoor Show and uh, Delaware Paddle Sports was there, and they had the Hobie iTrack 11 there.
2: Yeah, they have that here too. I haven't really had much time to look at the Hobies. I was I'm looking not at not interested.
3: No. Not interested. No, I can't afford it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know if my wife will be uh, let me afford it either, but we'll see. You know, <laughs> um, after watching Jeff's uh, Jeff Little's videos on inflatables, I'm you know kind of uh, curious now. Cause it, that, oh, some it's a stuff. great
2: platform, especially for that throw-and-go throw and style or that real like shallow river style. And the, yeah. the way that the inflatables are designed now, I mean, they're made yeah. out of the same stuff that you see those the fly fishermen in, those, um, in the rafts. It's made out of the same plastics. Right. And they bounce those things all over the place.
3: Right. No, and yeah, he, and he has videos of, you know, how quick they are to 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 fix you know and you know all sorts of stuff it, it looks the more and more i watch um the more i'm kind of tempted to lean that direction but we'll see you know yeah but uh, i definitely want to you know add to my fleet uh i use the excuse of my my youngest daughter's she had a little like six foot kayak that she I found see. through, yeah. and we sold that at a yard sale and i'm like oh we got to replace that so I'm gonna hopefully replace it with one that I can use uh, double duty there, but um. you're
2: using the same excuse I'm gonna use because <laughs> <laughs> my my oldest son is turning seven in uh, in the end of May this year, so I'm feeling like that 65 pound once I once I show him how to paddle, he'll be able to do that himself. That's yeah, one definitely. of the reasons why I bought the the pursuit was so they could start coming with me. Because they offer that second seed option.
3: Yeah, no, I, I looked at that too, and I really like, <laughs> like that option on the new canoes. So we have a local new canoe dealer here too yeah. uh, that I want to check out and test because I've never had a chance to paddle one before. Um, I was checking out um, a bunch of the guys down at uh, uh, Dale Hollow when they were all down there. So I know Jimmy Skinner had his down there and Brian had his. So I was checking them out. Um, definitely interested in trying them, so.
2: Yeah, if you're looking for the river one though, you're gonna to want to go with that Flint. After seeing it at this show, it's like, it's it's hard to not not take
3: the uh, the unlimited looked pretty cool to me too. Um, yeah, it is.
2: It's just it's it's a bigger and heavier boat. Okay. If you're looking for something that's a throw and go, that's okay. the one.
3: Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll add that to my list to check out there <laughs> So.
2: Yeah, um, your list is gonna be big by the time you get a chance to check them out. That's the we, bad got, thing, we all right?
3: know that. Yeah, no, I know. And uh it's it's just a mess. I, I yeah. told my I told my wife the other day that I was like, I gotta get back out on the water because I'm doing more shopping than I am anything <laughs> else. I, I told like, Brian that
2: the other day. I'm like, man, this water needs not freeze. I feel like I'm buying baits every day. <laughs> I know the
3: feeling, man. I'm doing the same thing. I was like, I gotta get out there. Because I'm going to go broke. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, man. Um, Anything else? Uh, so deeper water, fogging? Um, yeah. Just, I
2: mean, mainly getting the kayak setup. And, like, if I do the national stuff, that would just be an experience of itself. Oh, yeah. I really kind of want to – and trying to keep it simple, too. Because once you start going out of your comfort zone as far as where you go fishing – then you start, it starts getting in your head where it's like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta I need this color for this place, this color, where I just wanna just keep it simple green pumpkin, black, blue for your soft plastics and your
3: jigs. And then, you know, not really get into all that hype. No, <laughs> I know. That's another one, that thing that is appealing to me about like a throw and go boat is that I, I'm I'm gonna try and only take, you know, one or two rods and a, a tackle bag with me, not my crate. I know. told you I'm
2: four rods and four boxes, and that's my full setup. I mean, I might need more this year because I've been buying a lot of stuff.
3: And that's what like impresses me so much like about like Kate Fields when you hear her and and, and you know how she keeps a level head with just jumping into something head first like she did and you know she she fishes her own way you know and you know doesn't worry about oh well nobody else would throw this here but because she's comfortable with it she tries it you know I mean I really want to keep that that's kind of
2: how I am like with the drop shot in the grass everyone you know when I was doing it at the tournament last year a lot of them were like questioning it but it worked for me and I didn't you know, I didn't care what works for one person might not work for the other, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's not going to work for the fish. Right. We all right. have our own styles and we all have to develop our own way and stop trying to copy everybody else. It's good to learn new techniques, but it's also good to do what you know, especially in tournament situations.
3: Right. You know, work with your strength. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, man. Uh, anything else you're, you're thinking about, uh, you know, that definitely, you know, getting used to a new kayak and getting it set up (laughs) the way you want it, or, you know, where you, you know, everything is comfortable for you and you actually, it's, you get to be productive out of it is, is always a big step. So I'm sure that'll take a little bit of time.
2: Yeah. It's more of getting the right mounts and getting the, getting the fish finders in the right place and, kind of really organizing it to where it's most efficient for you. I Well, they have the horizontal rod storage already built into the, the pursuit. That was like the final thing that sold me on it. <laughs> but it's it's going to be nice to have that option too this year. First, yeah. I mean, I lost two rods last year just because I didn't have that. And I had them sticking up or I had them hanging off the side. And They just went right into the water. I uh, the one that I took, I told you guys about that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I uh, I added the uh, Yak attack uh, uh, rod holders on the side of mine last year. We
2: we had a couple guys here who's who said they added that, who's had
3: uh, the Yak gadget stuff. Because I I used to have them sticking up out of the back of my crate, and um, when I fish the lakes that I do, I usually do fish closer to the shore, and it's just tree-covered almost the whole one side of it. So I was constantly getting snagged in the branches and stuff. So being able to lay the rods over helped a ton.
2: Well, yeah, last year I put a hook in my hand because the rod was sticking up, got hung up in the tree and trying to get the lure out stuck. The yep. branch finally snapped back and the lure snapped around to my finger.
3: <laughs> I think I broke two rod tips last year doing that, just trying to get them unstuck. And I was like, you know, this is just ridiculous. I, I need to find yeah. something better. On the river, I don't have as big a problem because I tend not to be that close to shore. Um, yeah, you uh, normally
2: cast to shore on the river versus uh, tugging, standing next to it.
3: Right. But, uh, but on the lake, those definitely made a huge difference because uh, – um, there's also a bridge that I go under uh, at, at my local lake that I, you can't have your rods standing straight up or they scrape on the bottom of the bridge. Yeah. So I had
2: a couple of those. I'm like, I think I can make it. And then next thing you hear, you hear a little
3: of the screeching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's another nice thing is not yeah. having to worry about that. I can just yeah. kind of go through whenever I want. But, um, So... That's uh, so. Your plans for your the tournaments th- scene are still up in the air. How about your plans for your podcast? Like, what's coming up with mindset? Anything? Well, um, this
2: Sunday. I mean, well, this will air Monday, but this past Sunday, I'll say I'm. Gonna, I have an episode coming out, and then two weeks from now, I have Drew Gregory's episode that's going to air. And uh, like I was saying on a Rondo show, I plan to have. I tried going to try to do like half and half, like half kayak, half boat guys and try to get more uh, professionals or more people doing the tournament, the national tournament scene, to be on the show. Last year, it was kind of more me, not really wanting to reach out to people because I didn't, you know, new into it, new into the podcast, new into the national scene of things and really put my name out there. So this year, I kind of want to really ramp it up and get more bigger name casts if you – you Want to say that?
3: No, no. And as you build that more and more, I found that I can reach out to the guys that I have had on and ask them, you know, to put me in touch with other people too. It helps. Yeah. It really helps you network too.
2: Yeah, this whole game is about networking Definitely. and meeting the right people.
3: Right. Oh man, and it's crazy how once you start, it, it grows exponentially. So it's really neat.
2: Yeah, I've grown a ton just this past year. And, and it's, it's crazy to think about where I was a year ago and where I'm at now. Right. Now uh, I'm in a hotel where we're working <laughs> That's
3: That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, um, anything else you you got coming down the pipe or anything you want to share? Um,
2: Coming down the pipe, I'm, I'm going to start the YouTube again. I want to start doing um more like two-minute tackle videos. I want to try to do one a week. Okay. You know, once this season really starts ramping up, that's cool. A, that's cool. Plus, I'm getting bored, and I want to play around with my lures and my baits.
3: And, <laughs> I heard that man; they yeah. can't get out there soon enough. You know, we've got to f- figure out something to, you know, f- scratch the itch until that time, though. So, absolutely. I
2: mean, the podcast helps a bunch, and I never say no to a podcast because I always want to talk fishing, no, and the man. wife don't want to hear about it, so. <laughs>
3: Normally I w- it's okay because I'm uh, it's after she goes to bed, but uh, tonight's a little earlier, so but that's all right. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, she doesn't want to hear about fishing in general, so she'd rather like
3: <laughs> you have you talk to somebody else and then, yep. you know, get that out of your system. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I have stuff that will come in, and oh man, look at this! I know this is gonna catch a blind, you, you know that <laughs> you know the wife with the eye rolls, like oh you're crazy,
3: but. Another package came for you today. It's more yeah. awesome stuff, isn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> the only one she likes is when the coffee comes in. That's the only one she approves of.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, well, I wanted to give you uh, a chance to shout out, you know, where folks can find you. Obviously, you know, guys, check out the Mind uh, Mindset Podcast uh, airs every other Sunday. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So we have one. Well, by the time this airs, we'll have one this past Sunday. And then another two weeks from then, like I said, Drew Gregory won. I'm going to be honest, it's more Drew Gregory talking than it is me talking <laughs> because right at the beginning of that podcast, I realized how much information he's given out, and I just wanted to start writing notes. I he's quickly became like the guest versus the host.
3: <laughs> I remember when we had him on, it was the same thing. <laughs> I was like, I- just go ahead. Just go. No, I'm not going to stop you. Just keep talking.
2: Yeah, because he's like, oh, he's like, I'm going on a tangent. I know, but I'm like, no, you're good. I just you keep listening.
3: That yeah. dude's a walking encyclopedia man of fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I can only hope to absorb as much as I possibly can, so. Absolutely. Um, oh, all right. Well, where else can uh, – what's your social media? Where, where can folks find uh, Everything
2: out? is Chris Slifka Fishing, so – on all social media platforms even on the youtube even though the youtube's small i have a little a little story for all the guests that it will laugh at this i was telling this at the show my son took his tablet and figured out how to upload videos to youtube (laughs) didn't know where they went (laughs) they went right to the fishing channel a whole bunch of videos of him in his room with all his toys and my wife comes home she's like you know, your son has videos on your YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank God I'm not famous. That's dude.
3: awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. he's getting started young, you know?
2: Yeah. Hey, maybe he got me one or two new subscribers.
3: That's right. That's <laughs> right. And man, if he goes viral, you know, heck, you know. Yes,
2: absolutely.
3: Cool, man. Um, Well, thanks again so much for coming on with me tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris and I are going to hop on another podcast here actually in about uh, 20 minutes. About uh, 15, yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Um, I wanted to shout out
2: this one company that's been great. But besides my sponsors, they're not sponsored. I just met them at the show this weekend, but they've been awesome to me and Brad throughout the weekend. Uh, They're called Bass Reaper Baits. And Brad said this is a thing to throw on a drop shot. It's called, it's called, uh, it's called a sickle.
3: i dash Okay. And I've actually, yeah. I think I've gotten a, some of them in my dark horse tackle box or something. I yeah. uh, one of the tackle box of trips i got, I've got a few bass reaper things for us. So,
2: yeah, they're, I mean, really nice people. The guy he does local tournaments here in Wisconsin for bass boat, not kayak, but great people cool. And they had the dollar bin and they let us go crazy and then uh, <laughs> they also threw a couple off the shelf that weren't supposed to be a dollar they gave it to us for a dollar so awesome. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah guys, check out Bass Reaper as well. Uh, I'll I'll put them in the show notes as well. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, uh anything else before we
2: uh, uh no, nope. I just want to uh, say thanks for letting me be on. This is the third time on in less than Nine months since my podcast started.
3: Man. Well, dude, I you're doing a great job. I just want to, you know, give you a shout out. So keep up the yeah. great work. Because the mindset, you know, that part of the fishing game is it's it's almost more sometimes than you know the just the it, tackle and stuff. It means a
2: lot, and no one ever really talks about it. I mean, even when you're talking about a mindset of picking a color for a bait, you know, there's people I've had on that talk about that. You know, the keeping it simple. It's, I mean, it's important,
3: right? Right, for sure. So, guys, definitely check out Mindset, uh, Chris's podcast, and um, you know, the rest of the guys on PNF. We got a great group here, and uh, you know, we'll keep bringing you guys the awesome stuff. So, yeah, I know.
2: Me and Brad were telling the guy the other day, I mean, today, he, he had a live YouTube channel on us, and we just rattled off all the shows. And they're like, really, seven days a week, yeah, man. Seven days a week with two or
3: three live shows on top of that. That's right. That's right. It's, I mean, if you can't find it here, it's probably not out there, you know? Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Best Fishing for Noobs. Um, Thanks, Chris, for coming on. And um, as usual, uh, we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Have a good night, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn.